the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Bob Bernie Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. It is, um, it is a war on our children and our grandchildren. I know I sound like a broken record on that. And of course, the young people are going, broken record? What do you mean by that? Well, ask your parents or your grandparents. They'll tell you what a broken record is. Uh, but stories like this continue to come up. This time, it is in Montgomery County, Maryland. Uh, Montgomery County, Maryland. Um, a teacher at Montgomery Blair High School in Maryland has released a video to other teachers in the school district. And the basic thrust of the video for other teachers is, how do you hide the sexual identity of your students from their parents. The video says it's very important at the very beginning of the year to uh, issue a survey to all of your students. And you ask your students, are you a boy or a girl or something else? How do you personally identify? Are you boy, girl, non-binary, transgender? Uh, What are your preferred pronouns? This every teacher in the school district is being advised by this teacher, and I'm assuming, I'm not positive of this, but I am assuming that the school district knew that this teacher was recording this video and distributing it to other teachers Anyway, she is saying the beginning of the year, the most important thing you can do is to do a survey um, and find out if they are binary, non-binary, trans, or whatever. And she says, It is critical that all MCPS, that's the school district staff members, recognize and respect matters of gender identity, make all reasonable accommodations in response to student requests regarding gender identity and protect student privacy and confidentiality. What does that mean? Don't tell the parents. In the video, she goes on and says, one of the questions you need to ask is, do you want your parents or caregivers to know this? 
about their gender identity. Asking a child, you tell us what you want your parents to know. And if you don't want your parents to know that you are a different gender at school than you are at home, you can trust us. Part of the guidelines from the school district, and I quote, Prior to contacting a student's parent or guardian, the principal or identified staff member should speak with the student to ascertain the level of support the student either receives or anticipates receiving at home. In some cases, transgender and gender nonconforming students may not openly express their gender identity at home because of safety concerns or lack of of acceptance. Now, who determines whether there is lack of acceptance at home? The child. The child. This is the mantra of the liberal left, and that's why Governor Northam, previous Governor Northam in Virginia, one of the major reasons why He was thrown out of office because in a gubernatorial debate in Virginia with uh, now Governor Youngkin, he blatantly said, I don't want parents telling teachers what to teach. In other words, keep the parents out of the classroom. Allow the professionals to determine this. The undermining of parental rights is breathtaking across America. And it will continue unless and until there is outrage by parents. But sadly, 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 many parents don't care. They honestly believe that a teacher knows best for their own child. Listen, parents are the final authority, whether it's education or even, even medical issues. Of course you listen to the professionals. But parents are the final authority. Now, let's leave the negative stuff. And, uh, Here's just a really positive story that I wanted to share with you. I am not much of an NBA fan, national, the the basketball, professional basketball. Uh, I could not name, I don't think if my life depended upon it, I don't think I could name the five top NBA players today. I can name a couple of, I, I might, I might know five but that would be the limit. I, I just don't follow the NBA for a whole lot of reasons. And so I'm not familiar with these names. But a video of interaction between the Phoenix Suns coach, Monty Williams, and Houston's coach, Stephen Silas, has gone viral. And here's the reason why. 
Paul Silas, Houston's coach, well, his father passed away three days before the game between Houston and Phoenix. And Houston won. They beat Phoenix by a score of 111 to 97. At the close of the game, the losing coach, Monty Williams, found the winning coach, Stephen Silas. That's not unusual for coaches to cross the court and shake hands or so forth. But that's not what happened here. Phoenix coach Monty Williams, now again, he has just lost a game to Houston's Stephen Silas. Monty Williams, the losing coach, finds the winning coach, puts his arm around him, and begins praying for him. And they stood on the court for quite some time, talking and praying together, because Monty Williams, the losing coach, had heard of the tragedy in the winning coach's family. That's the kind of viral video that we need to have more of. There is so much nonsense going on in professional sports, so much egotism, so much pride, uh, so much misbehavior. You're handing kids millions and millions of dollars, and they have no idea how to handle it. They get themselves in trouble. And then even after playing for a few years, the money, the fame, it's just a great story. Phoenix coach Monty Williams finding the coach who just beat him and praying with him because he had lost his father. May their tribe increase. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Boy, it is bad, 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 bad when President Biden loses MSNBC. Oh, yeah. This is bad. But it's fascinating that the extreme criticism of the president from MSNBC happens after the midterm elections. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's more than interesting. Uh, Recently, several anchors on MSNBC have expressed serious criticism of the White House, the president, the vice president, Democrats in general concerning the border crisis down on the southern border. Now, before the midterm elections, mainstream media was saying it's not really that bad. I mean, yeah, it's bad, but, you know, we've got really important things to talk about. We can't talk about the border, so 
That was before the midterm elections. Now that the elections are over, people like Jose Diaz Balart, Balart, B A L A R T, well, anyway, uh, yesterday severely criticized the White House's lack of, and I'm quoting, urgency and outrage toward the ongoing crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border. As he spoke, live footage from MSNBC showed a long line of migrants lining up along the border fences as they waited entry into the U.S. in the frigid cold without substantial resources. Now, I am grateful that MSNBC is bringing this to light. My question Did this crisis just now occur? No. Was it considerably better before the midterms and it just now got bad? Uh, No. No, it's a little worse now, but it was just about as bad before the elections. And MSNBC and the others, silence. Jose Diaz said... What a just, tragic, humanitarian crisis. I continue to quote this anchor from MSNBC. We just heard some of the horror stories that people face just when they get to Mexico and trying to get to the U.S. They're being kidnapped, starved, raped, extorted. That's just in Mexico. Where is the urgency here? Where is the outrage that men, women, and children are going through hell? And it seems as though unless there is some political aspect of this, there's no outrage. There is no focus. And he went on condemning the White House in their lack of response to the southern border crisis. Now again, I am grateful that they are bringing this to people's attention. But the timing is more than suspicious. And and then there's this. I, I, I may talk about this again tomorrow because this is just... Talk about insanity from the left. Do you remember this summer? All over California, there were rolling blackouts. You remember that? All over California. Why? They don't have enough electricity. You remember at the height of the rolling blackouts, the state of California said, do not charge your electric cars during peak hours. Do you remember that? I'm not making this up. The state of California, well, not the entire state, but several areas of California said, do not charge your electric cars. We don't have the electricity capability to charge them. That was just this last summer. Listen to this headline. California doubling its EV charger stock with a nearly three billion-dollar investment. Quote, California plans to allocate nearly $3 billion in funding 
for 90,000 new electric vehicle chargers across the state. The California Energy Commission approved a $2.9 billion clean transportation investment plan on Wednesday, that was yesterday, according to a press release from the governor's office. The increase marks a 3,000% increase in funding from 2019 levels. They're going to increase the number of charging stations from 80,000 to 170,000, but their goal is to go from 80,000 currently to 250,000 by 2025. A 3,000% increase in the number of charging stations. Now, think. You have a brain? Let's use them. With the current number of charging stations just this past summer, the state of California said, ah, we don't have enough electricity. Don't charge your electric car. Now, it takes 10 to 15 years to build a new power plant, no matter what kind it is. How in the world are they hoping to increase the electric capacity in the grid in California in just three years. I guess it's fairy dust. This is complete insanity. And then I think the most insane thing of all, the governor's office said, quote, at least half of the funding will benefit low-income and historically disadvantaged communities on the front lines of the climate crisis. So most of the charging stations are going to be put in poor neighborhoods. How many poor people do you know can afford a Tesla? That's California. Please remember whose you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.